0: Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And we're your hosts tonight, guys. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, that is our title. Sweet. Um, Tonight, guys, we're going to be talking a little pre-tournament preparation and uh, a little bit about vehicles and hauling kayaks. So... I know we both have our first tournament this weekend coming up, starting the season off. I know I've been going down to the lake and uh, pre-fishing a little bit, doing some some stuff, some last-minute adjustments on the boat and all that good stuff. How about yourself, my man?
2: Yeah, I've been uh, getting my trailer all put together. Been uh, it's been interesting. Did some drilling yesterday, so I uh, got the stabilizer jacks on there. I'm pretty much ready to go for the most part.
0: Ready to rock.
2: Ready to rock.
0: Well, I know you're fishing uh, Banner Marsh down there, and you fished that once before, right?
2: Uh, well, I fished the lake actually a few times, but um, but I fished it like one one other time for a tournament. But um, it's a uh, it's an interesting. It's an interesting lake, that's for sure, that whole area down there.
0: So what have you been doing to, like, kind of kind of pick some spots out and stuff? You just going off memory? You have been, like, looking at maps, any of that good stuff?
2: Prepping? Are you kidding me? You're talking to a pike fisherman, dude. You just sling and you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you know, I know the – like, I mean, I'm, I'm no master of the lake, but I know some – pretty choice spots. Uh, actually I caught my personal best out of there, uh, 22 and a half. So nice. I know that, I know that place has got some fish, um, you know, great musky lake too. Yeah. But, uh, but, um, no, there's, I mean, there's some really cool, like I said, it's really interesting because some of it's natural, some of it's dug out. Um, you know, it's all wetlands back there basically. So it's, really really diverse sure. i mean you can go from you can go from fishing like a 30 40 foot hole to punching in the shallows i mean it's it's pretty crazy uh you know what, what that place offers especially with the weeds and like the dugout parts that like they you know i mean just imagine uh you know just a uh, slow descent or no sorry not slow but more of like a sharp descent to that like 40 foot depths just in those channels sure. I'm correct, but uh but yeah man I mean I'm just like I said I mean I'm getting one day of pre-fishing and then one day uh one day of the tournament and we're just gonna see how it goes and hopefully I catch some fish um I haven't caught one bass this year but I really haven't been out at, well I think I've been out like twice yeah twice. I just haven't, I haven't had any time to do anything. And I'm scrambling still, so... Sure. What about you? What about you? What do you got going on?
0: Uh, Well, I know I like to talk about eliminating water, and I did quite a bit of that on Saturday, to say the least. I think we did six miles of eliminating some, some water. I went down Saturday morning. I met a uh, shout-out to Jacob Ruff. Um, met up with him at, like was at 4 30 in the morning in Rockford he was coming from Waukesha so I met him at like a park and ride type area through his boat and my truck and we headed down I think we got on the water by eight o'clock or something we were driving through some pretty dense fog getting down there but um yeah man I mean we were hoping that you know the areas we fished on saturday would would hold some quality fish but just a a lot of short fish so it's going to be a long ride to get some to some decent fish um yeah it was i mean we caught fish don't get me wrong it wasn't like we didn't catch any but i don't think it was tournament worthy you know bags so to speak um and granted the weather conditions were a little different than what they're going to be tournament day because i think it got up to 70 and it was partly cloudy uh this past saturday and then come tournament i know it's supposed to be like 50 percent a.m showers uh 55 degrees things of that nature so i've kind of already experienced that uh one of the trips down that i took so, um, and that was kind of one of the trips where I found some good fish. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't want to give away too much info just because I know some some folks are listening that are going to be oh, at yeah. the tournament. So, not trying yeah. to hide it from <laughs> you. Next week, next week <laughs> I'll reveal more.
2: <laughs> but yeah, me, uh, me too. Once once I win the tournament, I'll let everybody know. Yeah. What to use. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it was interesting. So uh, this is supposed to be the biggest live tournament that KBL's ever had because um, they, you know, that I've talked about this in previous episodes. They had 50 member spots, and then if a tournament didn't fill up with all 50 spots, they were going to open up X amount of spots to the public and. I think we had uh, 47 of the 50 members signed up, and they opened it up, and we're currently at 49 of 50. So, uh, top five places are going to pay, and first place is a G note. So, man, big bucks. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah, I
2: think the. the, I was going to say, I think the the more interesting part of this is that. You know, me and you are going to be in the same area as basically we're only going to be about an hour apart uh, different days, though. Sure. But we were talking about the, uh, the temperature and how it's pretty much going to drop like 24 degrees from Thursday to Friday and then pretty much stay steady on that point uh, into Saturday and Sunday.
0: Well, what's crazy is I looked at the weather earlier today. So at home here... Uh... In northern Illinois, I know you're down in the, you know, South West suburbs, so to speak. But at my house, it says that the weather, oh, they changed it. Originally, it said Wednesday snow in a high of 37. Now it says rain in 36. And then it jumps back up to 50 Thursday, 44 Friday, Saturday 47, and Sunday 48. Now that's... That's here at my house, and I'm going to pull up the weather down there real quick that's down there currently uh, to see, because it was like, yeah. So, you know, it's supposed to be 40-something um, over the weekend. Down there, it's going to be 54 on Saturday and 50 the day of the tournament. Yeah. And they changed it from 50% chance of rain to 60 Oh, so you're definitely getting rain. Winds are going to be out of the northeast at 10 to 20. So the paddle back will be easier. but The paddle going out is going to be the rough one. Yeah, I noticed that, too,
2: because, like, on uh, Friday when I go pre-fish, <clears throat> it's supposed to be really gusty. Um, I mean, that's going to be, like, 10 20 mile an hour, but it seems like it's going to be more around 15. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know and like and then couple that with the the 40 something degrees it's gonna be and you know again like you said into the 50s the next day like low 50s it's all i could think was it's, it's kentucky lake all over again yeah like <laughs> i'm like i'm so tired of being cold and the crazy thing is it's gonna be like on thursday it'll be like 73 or 76 down there and then boom like the next day it's like 40 something degrees yeah i was like ah that's just awful and you know that's gonna shock the fish
0: yeah it'll it'll be interesting it'll be interesting i mean that weather change is gonna do something to those fish and like i said i mean the only benefit i really have off of that is i kind of experienced that in one of my pre-fishing days so Granted, the water okay. temps are going to be a little different than what they were two weeks ago, So, but uh, I still think they're going to do the same thing. I just got a feeling, so we'll see. Hopefully it pans out, but I'll be able to kind of gauge that Saturday. So I'm, uh, I'm leaving Thursday morning. I'm going to fish a little bit Thursday, uh, all day Friday, Saturday, and then tournament Sunday, so... I got some spots. Man, yeah,
2: you're, you're definitely going to be out there. You know, uh, I was going to suggest this. Uh, throw a 12-inch worm. You should be fine. <laughs>
0: I've I've thought about throwing the 10-inch. Thought about throwing the 10-inch.
2: Oh, no, no. Go go big, dude. Just go 12.
0: Go big or go home. I don't have any 12s. I know I got 10s.
2: <clears throat> oh, well, then all you got to do is just, you know, melt them together. You'll be fine. Just cut it 2-inch. <laughs> Just add, just add it to the tail it'll yeah, be fine yeah yeah. You'll get, some, you'll get some new added action you never saw me yeah
0: no it's kind of crazy man i've been i've been looking at maps pretty hardcore and uh you know just looking at some other areas i need to scout out and i'm sure i'm going to do a ton of that come the end of the week when i get down there so But I have a a tentative game plan, and that's why I kind of started out scouting where I did. And then, you know, Saturday we went and checked this other place out because we were able to cover quite a bit of water. And, you know, not only that, some different presentations. So it will be interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, Um, you know, if you get a chance to pre-fish. For those listening, you know, it's like take advantage and throw as many presentations as you can until you find a nice solid pattern. And when you do find a pattern, like still throw some other stuff mixed in in there. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And, um, you know, I found another bait that I could probably go to uh, come tournament day uh, this past weekend. So that was that was a thing, you know. So it, it should be interesting. It should be interesting
2: i'm enjoying your vagueness
0: (laughs) well you know like i said man i i wish i could say more and i'm trying like as i'm talking i'm thinking like what can i say and what can i say because i want to i want to start the season out with the first tournament with a big bang that's all i'm saying kbl folks watch out that's right
2: coming for you
0: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be throwing uh, Whopper Ploppers, the Banjo Minnow, there and uh, yeah, I mean that Banjo Minnow has been what's killing them, so yeah, pick some up if you can find some. <laughs> <laughs> show up to, like show up to the ramp, everybody's tying up Banjo Minnows, <laughs> Yeah, but uh yeah, it's cool. Jacob got uh one of those uh open spots and uh you know, he's looking forward to it. This is going to be his first live tournament. So um you know, he's uh, going to be down in the area so he's shooting over Sunday morning to uh fish the tournament. So it should be interesting. So,
2: yeah. That, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's uh <clears throat> I I bet that's going to be like a lot like pretty overwhelming like for the most part for being a newbie yeah well did i I remember this am i setting up right you know going through the whole the whole uh, spiel of it all
0: well it was kind of funny he's uh they opened up registration saturday morning so he registered while we were sitting at the boat launch getting ready to you know unload the kayaks and stuff i was like dude just register and then we'll unload get set up and take off you know so he Uh, does he does that gets gets registered you know because we didn't know if it was going to fill up right away or not so he gets registered we go out and fish all day and uh he only caught one fish and it was like 12 inches or something and he's like well i'm glad today wasn't the day of the tournament otherwise i'd be pretty upset
2: (laughs) oh yeah just wait yeah wait wait till you get inside your head it's awesome yeah yeah (laughs)
0: yeah i i mean i had i had some of those thoughts there too because it's like you know like i said it's gonna be you know i think we kind of got shafted on on the launch spot um in general because it's not like kbf where you can launch at any launch or multiple launches we all have to launch at the same place so it'll be interesting seeing 49 boats take off from the same launch all at the same time but uh hey,
2: I've been there dude. I've seen
0: it. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, so it'll be it'll be a little a little hectic I'm sure, but um interesting to say the least. And uh you know, like I said, uh we're gonna we're gonna take off. I mean we're gonna head to uh plan B. So you know, we were I hoping plan A work the- worked out, but you know, unfortunately it ain't ain't the case. Yeah, well, good luck to you guys out there. Yeah, same to you guys, man. I know you're fishing with Glenn, your OG
2: homie. Yep, finally get to go fish a tournament with Glenn. It's been over. Actually, I didn't really see, like, get to fish them that that much last year. Yeah. I was with you a ton compared to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he's pretty happy to be back out. That's why he jumped on the uh, St. Chris uh, Lake tourney with KPL. He, he, He was just like, dude he's like uh he's like so i'm gonna change my mind and and go go fish that on sunday and i'm like all right it's fine you know so because he's camping with me um sure for the two nights well so far the two nights who knows he may change his mind yeah <clears throat> but but uh yeah man it's uh i'm looking forward to it not looking forward to the cold but yeah i keeps me away yeah i'm
0: just looking forward to kicking the season off and uh Getting the ball rolling, you know. Um, I don't know. The next like month and a half is going to be pretty, pretty chaotic for me. So, I uh, I got a big announcement. It's going out on Sly Dog Podcast this week. So, oh yeah, check it out. If you miss it, I'll talk about it next week. But. <laughs> yeah i'm uh it's so big, I don't even know about it yeah, you don't we haven't even talked about it, but well, we have, but not really but uh yeah so i'm uh I'm adding to the list of nice. the, the gotcha. season so um yeah, it'll be interesting, man, especially with what i'm I'm trying to accomplish this season and all that good stuff, so yeah, it's just one step in that direction I think so um, it'll be good but yeah man uh, I mean studying maps going over depth charts looking for some spots that's <coughs> what I've been doing and then you know going in and applying that on water and uh you know even if you're not fishing a tournament um uh, and you're just going to a new lake I think that kind of relates to you know what we're kind of gearing up for here you know for you listeners that are maybe not uh hitting the tournament season so but uh yeah should be good man super good yeah
2: i, I won't make i won't make it sound like i don't look at maps because i do but i just haven't i just haven't gotten around to it yet I'll like i said you know i mean i know that like pretty good but i'll probably still look at some of the depths just to see yeah you know to kind of re- refresh so to speak
0: yeah, I know when I'm sitting in, uh, mobile HQ every night, that's kind of what I'm going to do is kind of go over maps and what I've hit, what is produced and look at some other potential spots as I'm going through pre-fishing and, you know, same thing, just keep eliminating water. So, you know, should, should hopefully be good. So, but, uh. Yeah, man. Um, so, another interesting topic for this evening: hauling kayaks, vehicles, things of that nature. Had a interesting phone call with the Godfather today. He's uh, looking at getting a new pickup, and uh, he did say, uh, as soon as he gets a couple trips under his belt for the season, he uh, we're gonna have the epic return of the Godfather. So
2: Uh, yeah,
0: he's uh he's getting kind of stoked for that. So he said he wanted to get a couple trips under his belt, so he had something to talk about. But uh yeah, he uh so he purchased a pontoon boat in the off season that's being built. So he needs a vehicle to tow the pontoon boat to and from the launch. Uh, not going too far but the the main thing is is he's going to be using it for hauling his new canoe and I know you guys have heard him talk about it on previous episodes where it was just a frustration of having to tear that thing down and then flip it upside down on his car and and haul it whereas he can leave everything set up so when he gets to the ramp drop the boat park the truck get in and go out and fish so You know, we were talking uh, some interesting topics in relation to that on the phone today. And he's like, you know, this would be a great podcast topic. And I said, you know what, that's an epic idea. We'll add it to the show Mm -hmm. this evening. So, you know, he's looking at, um, you know, his main thing was uh, gas mileage, uh, tow capacity and things like that, because it's going to be his everyday driver as well. So, you know, he's looking at the new Ford Ranger, which I guess has got the four-cylinder EcoBoost, and that thing's supposed to get 30 miles to the gallon. And, I, you know, I got an older Ford Ranger, and I told him I think I'm getting 16 and a half, you know, if I'm just hauling my kayak in the back of the truck, and that's what I get normally on the road. But when I'm pulling my trailer, I'm getting, like, 10. So that drops off dramatically granted that's a heavy trailer so i was like you know i wonder what Jay gets gas mileage wise because i know you got a silverado and you got the v6 right
2: yeah way to let the cat out of the bag i got the wuss silverado hey bro
0: (laughs) (laughs) well my old man you know i borrowed his truck when we went down to tennessee um just so we had some more room and comfortability and such and he's got the v6 eco boost and he normally gets 18 miles a gallon empty but when we were pulling the trailer i think we were getting like 11 i mean we were burning some fuel so
2: yeah i could see that <clears throat>
0: So I mean um, where, do I get, get, where do you get what are you getting gas mileage wise? And then when you're pulling, you know, obviously your kayak trailer is pretty lightweight. Now it's a little heavier, so I'm sure it's gonna change a little bit, but what are you getting like fuel mileage and is it dropping off when you pull
2: pull your kayak trailer? Not really. Um uh luckily that the the trailer I have is pretty light uh for the most part. I mean it has added weight now, and I haven't really <clears throat> driven it a long distance yet with the uh with the rooftop ten on there? Sure. But and it, the big it's rig? Never been. Yeah, and the big rig. Um it's never really uh affected it much. I mean, I'm always kind of I mean, on the highways I think I'm like pushing like I would say like 22 to 26 depending on how heavy my foot is. Sure. And then like like local it's uh probably I would say anywhere from like 15 to 19. Okay. I, I would say 19 being being on like You know obviously the high end like where you know uh this you know everything's optimal you know like just so happens that day i'm driving great traffic's great you know where you're not a ton of
0: of stop and go
2: no but mom i mean you know for a full-size truck though that's uh and again what
0: that's pretty epic dude that's some pretty stellar gas mileage that's better than what my truck gets and it's smaller than yours
2: yeah um I mean, I don't know. It's like, I guess it lucked out. I didn't really need a V8 because I wasn't going to be hauling any like you know big boats or big trailers. So I got the V6, but I got like the bigger package, you know, with the full size and. Sure. Um, I thought I needed that room because I got the crew cab too. So it's like basically it's an SUV, like for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, it gets great gas mileage. Handles awesome, has tons of stowage room for everything. Um. See but that? Yeah, I like
0: it. Yeah, that interests me because you know, obviously, like fuel economy is a huge thing, especially with gas on the rise. I mean, up here we're paying—I don't know what it is by you, but I know up here by me, it's two seventy-five a gallon right now. And yeah. I know when I planned out my season, I knew it'd go up this summer, but I wasn't thinking it'd be that much because I was thinking like two fifty. Because when I planned out my season, I think it, gas was around two bucks. So I'm like, ah, fifty cent increase, right? Now it's seventy five cents, and I'm like, Whew, gotta repunch some numbers, you know? But
2: <laughs> I think I think the gas stations jacked all our gas up because of that um, the gas tax that's gonna go across. Um, I think they're just getting ready, so they they're making their money. Yeah. That's my, that's my, it's not voted on yet, but that's my personal uh, insight on that. But yeah, I saw it go to three bucks like right away. And I was like, wow, we we're not even in the like the traveling season yet. And they're already like starting to spike prices. But then again, I did see them come down a little bit uh, as of today, even though two days, usually that day um, where they rise or fall. Uh, but I saw some of the prices like taper off, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, that, it's it's important because it can, I mean, it can make or break your budget for, you know, for any tournament, especially if you're traveling long ways, and and if you're taking a heavy trailer versus a light one, and or if you're if you're taking a trailer at all, um,
0: you can say you know, it. I, that, you can say it. I'm screwed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say you guys either. You definitely have a heavy trailer, but. There's pros and cons of all that. I mean, you're yeah. taking any house with you basically. Sure. And we talked about this because the, they, you know, the weather at night is going to be very interesting during this time down there, you know, the, you know, down South in Illinois. Yeah. And for the first time ever, I think, no, second time. No, no, we'll say the first, the first time I have ever camped and had a, a night where it was like 30 degrees. Sure. Um, the only other time is the time i was up in minnesota with my buddy tony and his rv's heater broke and we ended up staying in, uh staying in the parking lot up there in minnesota it was like 20 below um that's fine. talk about sleeping in full yeah talk about sleeping in full snowboard gear and still being cold yeah, yeah. but um uh, i mean d- down to the boots i mean Jeez. basically everything that you would snowboard in that's what you slept in <laughs> And it was still not warm enough, dude. I was so, I was so cold. It was, you know, so that's the one thing I have going into this. So I'm like, well, all I got is a tent and it's going to be like the low for the first night, like 33. I'm like, this is awesome. See, but you, you've got like solid walls and you know, you basically have something that can retain heat and stay warm for a while.
0: Well, and that's an interesting subject. Do you think, um, that's going to affect you come tournament day?
2: You know, I thought about that. It could. Um,
0: Because I I know. I I really don't know. Well, the reason why I bring that up is I saw um, this. This was a little while back. Um, uh, Previous guest, Dusty Yacker. um, He made a comment somewhere. I don't know if it was on KBF, KBN, whatever. But, you know, his point was, is, you know, I used to do the sleeping in the car thing camping in a tent thing and you know he's like i just it it just doesn't work for me i have to like you know he's like i would have miserable tournaments um and not the best results because you know i i didn't have those comforts so now he stays in a hotel a lot and he says that prepares him a lot better for the following day he gets a good solid night's sleep and all that and you know, I could totally get that, you know. And I mean, obviously, it's working. The kids has been killing it, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's an interesting, interesting thought. Um, I know there's, uh, you know, at the campground there uh, for this tournament, there's uh, quite a few KBL members uh, camping out, same campground. We're all kind of near each other. Uh, I know I saw one guy's got a pop up camper, another guy's got like a full blown out camper. You know, I got the the cargo trailer conversion, which is like Jay said, a mini house, and I've been doing some yeah. work on that uh, this past mm-hmm. week and stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out. I know that was one of the thoughts I had going in the back of my mind when we went down to Tennessee. And uh, I slept pretty good. I made some adjustments and um, I'm furthermore making a few more adjustments so I could sleep a little bit better. I'm extending my bed a little bit so I don't have to sleep at a goofy angle to, you know, be somewhat comfortable. I could roll around a little bit if I want. And uh, I'm I'm sure that's going to help, you know. I mean, and here's the thing too is like, you know, I say, yeah, I'm going to get a good night's sleep, but I know you know the night before i'm gonna be up you know thinking like you know is my plan gonna work this and that that's when you start really second guessing yourself and then you find yourself wake like lying awake at 1 a.m going like oh uh if i go to sleep now i can get three hours of sleep so i should probably do that and stop thinking about fishing (laughs) <laughs> so it's one of yeah. those things where it's easier said than done, right? You know, it's, uh, I, it'll be interesting to see, uh, how it all plays off. And, sure. you know,
2: sure. and I think the, like, the, the, the big thing is, like, all the stuff that I've read, like, I mean, and watched, uh, you know, cause, you know, as we've talked about, you know, the big decision for me was, you know, do I get a, do I get the Econo van, you know, the, the 40 Econo van? like a thousand dollar one, or do I get the rooftop tent? Um, And I I remember just watching all the videos and how everybody describes like the cold, you know, uh, the cold camping, so to speak. And, you know, basically just staying, you know, when it's below, you know, below freezing or at least at that point. And most people are, you know, mostly what I've heard is dress, dress for the cold, you know, dress for the weather, but also make sure that you're dressed before you get cold sure. Um, you know, you know, so that way you're not like reacting to it. You're more or less preventing it. Um, if you have a heat source, uh, definitely exploit that. Like, like we were just talking about before we actually, before we started recording, uh, I went ahead and purchased uh, a Mr. Heater, um, just to not to sleep with, but, uh, just to warm up the tent when I get up there before I go to bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, um, you know, the other thing is, too, is I've also heard that it's it's good to actually sleep, you know, in the cold as long as your body's warm. You know, uh, if you're in like a cocoon uh, sleeping bag or just at least where your whole body is warm, if the air around you uh, is cold, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it, it, it's going to take you a minute to warm up. So, I mean, whether you're in a tent, whether you're in a trailer or whether you're in a, like a van or some kind of a vehicle, you just got to make. Um, you know those choices, and then you gotta, you kind of gotta feel, uh, feel it out. Like I was saying, I gotta, I don't know what it's gonna be like. It, you know, I mean, I know it's gonna be cold, you know, but I kind of gotta go through it, and I'm gonna put myself through it just to see. Sure. Uh, it it is kind of early in the season for us, but I mean, but it gets cold sometimes. So what I'm gonna do is just bring extra stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna make sure it's up in the tent just in case. <clears throat> you know, I need it throughout the night. Uh, but I'm going to wear, the thing that always kills me is not having good enough socks. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to make sure I got my heavy duty wool socks on, um, just to, you know, make sure I stay toasty and, you know, the long underwear and all that. So, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, to like the point of staying in a hotel. Yes. I could totally identify with that. Yeah. But unfortunately, like where I'm staying, they don't have hotels or anything like that. Yeah. And, and plus I got the rooftop tent. And the whole point of having that is not to go to the hotel,
0: right? So, well, here not, we only go. That, not only that, <laughs> it's just like you know, it's not in the budget for me. You know, um, oh no, you know, like like I said, I'm I'm camping Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That cost me sixty bucks. One night at a hotel oh, yeah. nowadays is a hundred plus. You know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So. You know, and that's what's going to afford me to, you know, do the things I want to do this season. So, you know, if I was staying in a hotel for every tournament and stop I was going to, you know, it's just, it just wouldn't work out. You know, I'd be broke real quick. So, yeah. I mean,
2: essentially what we've done is extended our reach.
0: Yeah, right, right. Well, and that's but, the thing, it, yeah. you know, that opened uh, up some doors for, for me and my plans for the season, so that that's that's a nice thing about it, you know. Uh, if I didn't have that trailer, I'd probably be sleeping in the ranger all crunched
2: up. Oh, yeah. oh that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. But, you know,
0: in, in relation to what you're talking about, um, as far as, like, sleeping in the cold and stuff, like, I know the biggest thing is is don't, like – overdress yourself guys when you're when you're camping and it's cold weather conditions because when you start sweating inside your sleeping bag or whatever that's when you're going to get even more cold so you want to be just right on that threshold um you know because you'll wake up in the middle of night and just you know be shaking shivering because you're sweated and then you know that cold finally got to you and you're just you know whatever but I mean, I can relate to what you were saying, you know, the cold around you, but being warm because that's what it was like sleeping in the trailer with Jay in Tennessee, (laughs) you know, go to bed with the heat on wake up with the fan cranked and the window cracked, you know, sucking in (laughs) all the cold air. I run
2: hot, man. I run hot. Hey, you know, I, I get it. I get it.
0: But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, and, and. You know, back to, you know, Scott's whole search, you know, uh, curious to hear what you guys are running. Uh, shoot us a message on our social, shoot us an email, or if you go to the Anchor podcast app, you can actually leave us a voicemail and we can like play it and then talk about it on an episode. So I'm curious. Um, I like getting people's feedback on such, you know. Uh, I know I always leave uh, my little side sly dog podcast episode with like a question or something and it's interesting to hear what some folks have to say so um but not only that but you know brainstorming here hearing other people's ideas and stuff um and sharing those kind of kind of helps mold what you're gonna do you know it's like with anything doing research but i think the best research is talking to people that have physically done something and then gathering that all together and then composing your own kind of style or, you know, thing, whether it be camping or fishing, you know, a technique, rigging, things like that, you know? So I don't yeah, know.
2: Yeah, what... I'd agree with you, man. I think the community is a, the fishing community is a very important thing to rely on. And, <clears throat> you know, we all rely on each other, especially on the DIY subject. Sure. Um, uh, and that's where, that's where I've got a lot of my ideas. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of your ideas, and we've also given ideas to people. So yeah, that's, you know, I, I love it when I get, like, a comment where somebody goes, stealing this. I'm like, hey, go right ahead because yeah. I pretty much did as well. <laughs> yeah, and and, <laughs> you
0: know? and speaking of which, uh, I was down at Rocktown yesterday doing some work, and uh gentleman came in. Uh, I forget your name, dude. And I know you listen to the podcast, um, but he picked up a a new canoe Frontier 12 and he had tried sending us a message on Instagram and I didn't see it um, before he had picked it up. But it was in relation to one of Scott's original posts about his new canoe and rigging up a second seat. And, you know, basically what Scott did was bought a new canoe seat base and then he bought an ascend seat to attach to the new canoe base and it was just cheaper than buying a second new canoe seat. Um, so the huh. guy was asking about that and he's like, "Yeah, I saw that, you know, it kind of kind of gave me some ideas." And then he was picking my brain on like how Scott had his trolling motor rigged up and this and that, and he's like, "Oh, that's all great info, man. Thanks. It'll help me out come up with a plan on how I want to rig mine up." So, I mean, that's just that just goes to show exactly how it turns out and works, you know. Just sharing sharing with the community so shout out to that dude and i'm sorry man i forgot your name but uh you know it's crazy i we hear from people like every week it seems like it's just like never ending but uh (laughs) yeah man uh sorry i forgot your name Mm -hmm. dude but uh congrats on the new boat i know you're gonna enjoy it and uh yeah should be fun man but uh yeah he uh he was down at the shop i know we had some other people down at the shop uh i know uh they had a new canoe seminar over the weekend as well uh our previous guest alan wiedemeyer held that so uh hope that went well and uh if you ever got new canoe questions uh feel free to reach out i can get them to scott and he can respond or uh alan's always a good avenue as well um you know, I think his social stuff is posted in his episode as well. Uh, he's on the new canoe pro staff, so he's always got some, some good takes on how to rig some stuff up and things like that. So,
2: yeah, I'd agree. Most you uh, <clears throat> especially Alan, Alan's been in one for a few, like oh, a couple years now. So, and I've seen his up. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty top-notch he's got a lot of good stuff on there so he's definitely got some good insight and the godfather of course oh yeah he no-
0: <laughs> can never forget the godfather yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm itching
2: for his return it's gonna be epic. i know i'd actually like to see us go up to Delavan and like just do a like a round table right, right there
0: yeah, he uh, he mentioned us going up there, and uh, he, uh, unfortunately he said because he gave you his spot on the podcast, and the podcast has been blowing up since he gave you the spot, um, you know, uh, he said you owe him a small fee. So I don't know what that is, but uh, you might have to talk to him about that. Keep, keep
2: dreaming. I'll find another lawn to
0: launch from. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but uh yeah he he's gonna be coming up here soon he's got some stuff planned and uh he's gonna go out on delvin a few times and then he wants to kind of chat about that and him and i might try getting out as well uh out on the home lake here so i've been cool. kind of waiting for the water temps to warm up at home before i get out there um you know i know uh Shout out to uh, our man, Rick Kempe. He's a listener. Got an email from him. Uh, He just said, thanks for uh, doing what you guys do. And uh, he said, I love the podcast. Every subject you've covered has been spot on and very informative. Hope you guys have a ton of success in the future. And he wants to hook up and go fishing. So uh I told him that's definitely gonna happen. And uh also talked to um Brad Hurlboss. Uh I think I'm saying that right, but he's part of the uh Heroes on the Water chapter up there in Wisconsin and uh he's making some moves and he's uh he's leaving Heroes on the Water, but he's going to another project um, where it's, uh, more than just kayak fishing, uh, for veterans and such. Uh, so they'll be doing some boat fishing, kayak fishing. They do anything outdoors, hiking, camping, he said, even, you know, golf outings with veterans. Um, so he's joining up with them. So, uh, we're going to include them in on the, uh, recycled plastics program, I believe I got to, you know, check with Eric, but Pretty sure that's uh, how it's going to work out, and uh, we're going to try to have the uh, the head guy uh, from that organization. And it's slipping my mind right now what the name of it is. I think it's Heroes Outdoors or something like that. Um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a uh, a podcast going with him and uh, talk about their plans and what they got going on. So um, should be pretty cool. And then uh, another email from Tim Crichton. Hope I'm saying that right as well. He's a new listener. uh, Loves that we're in northern Illinois. He's from the area. Uh, I actually, you know, had a conversation with him. Uh, He lives in Chicago, but he was looking for some spots uh, in northwest part of Illinois, as well as southwest Wisconsin and uh, any other waters around the area. So uh, you got any recommendations for Tim to check out in the
2: kayak? Um, I think uh, the Rock River is always good up there in uh, Wisconsin, uh, above the Beloit Dam, which is pretty much the border anyway. What about anything uh, I, towards Chicago? Uh, you could always, like, the Lamont Quarries, that's pretty much where a lot of people go. Um,
0: Displanes River up up towards the Wisconsin border. I know it's pretty juicy, too. Hey, hey, hey. I hey. said up towards Wisconsin. <laughs> now everybody needs to know about Displanes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs>
2: no, nah, it's a good river, too. Displanes is a good river. Um, what else? Other lakes, too. There's a um, – I mean, of course, the, the Fox Chain. Yeah. I mean yeah. if you're brave if you're brave enough to get on that thing with a kayak uh on a weekday, yeah. I, I would strongly advise a, against weekends, um, with the pleasure boaters once that kicks up. But right now, man, I mean, the chain is I mean, it's vast and it's plentiful, so there's a lot there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was one spot I kinda mentioned to him. Um I know there's uh Nippersink Creek up there. Um, and that's, a kind of like a quaint little stretch that drains into the chain of lakes. And I know, uh, our good friend, Frankie Briggs fishes that quite a bit. Uh, sorry, Frankie blown out your spot, bro. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, that's a good area in Northern Illinois. I know out here, Rock Cut State Park, there's Pierce Lake and Olson Lake. I always recommend Olson yep. because that's kayak and canoes only. Um, so you won't get any, you know, power boaters or anything out there. Um, you know, Central Illinois, basically any power plant lake um, plus Lake Shelbyville is pretty good. That's not a power plant lake. Lake Shelbyville and uh, Bloomington Lake, Evergreen Lake, those two are pretty decent. Uh, I know Evergreen's got some multi-species I fished that last fall. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, a couple recommendations there. And then um, I know uh, our f- good friend Justin Marshall, uh, who was on the Listener Roundtable, had emailed and uh, I responded with my setup. But he's uh, he was looking at um, running some GoPros and stuff. So he was kind of wondering setups and things like that. He wanted to record some of his trips. So I know I ran through mine. I I got a mount on the front of my Bonafide, but that doesn't really work anymore because of my giant depth finder screen is in the way. So I've been doing (laughs) a chesty and then a yak attack camera arm off my black pack for shooting over my shoulder. Um, And then, you know, my normal camera for like, you know, pre and post trip and B-roll and all that stuff. So what are you running, my man? And I'm running GoPro Hero 5 Blacks. So.
2: Yeah, this year for me, uh, I I just upgraded to the GoPro 7s from the GoPro 3s. Uh, The 3s were great, by the way. Uh, So if anybody's still using them, keep using them. Yeah. Uh, They're the the microphones are supposed to be like the best on those, but um, no. So yeah, I upgraded to the sevens and what I'm going to be doing, I'll I'll be running one over my shoulder as well. Uh, Mine's a little different as far as the stand goes. Um, I did a DIY target monopod modification. um, Where basically you switch both ends, but anyway, it's a monopod. It's a target. It was like, I think brand new. It was like 12 bucks something like that. So it's aluminum. But what I do is I put it into a rocket tube and how I secure it in there is actually with one of the rod floaties. So I open up the, I took the the Velcro straps off of the floaty and kind of opened it up, wrapped it around uh, the, the base of the Targus uh, pod and then just kind of shoved it into the rocket tube. And it stays where I need it to uh, all the time and doesn't turn with wind. And I can pretty much move it any way I want, you know, and with that monopod, you can get crazy height. If you want, you can extend that that thing like five feet up and like over, like back and over the top of you if you want. But uh, it was just a, I like doing the DIY stuff. So that was, you know, pretty easy to set up. And then um, in the front, sometimes I'll run a, uh, a GoPro like hanging off the front, like off of one of the, the snake arms, like the GoPros, and it's not the right name for it, but it's the one with all the joints. Uh, Gorilla Pod. The Gorilla Pod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll run off that, or I'll run it off of like I have a a ram. Uh, I don't know. It's probably like a eighteen inch PVC tube. It's like one of those ones you get off Amazon, and you gotta glue the ends on there and all that. But I'll tell you what, it works, and I d- I can run that off of a one inch ball off the front uh, with a standard GoPro mount on there. Uh, and it works good, you know, but you, it gets me the angle of landing and, uh, releasing fish. And then it gets all those stupid facial expressions you get to that you didn't know you make. <laughs> yeah. Right. When you, right. When you fish. Yeah. Uh, which, which is always funny cause I'm like, I didn't know I did that. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, we need to stop, we, we need to stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. Like self, like just, you know, note to self self, self pay attention yeah don't do that (laughs) well (laughs) Well, yeah i mean that's pretty much what i'm running you know and i'll run one on my hat too i got a sessions five i run but i haven't started using that yet
0: yeah yeah well i know one key thing like like you mentioned you don't know that you make facial expressions um however i think i might have brought this up way back in the day when i started running gopros and such um when i go through and like edit some of my footage i'll go and like if I missed a fish or something of that nature, or I lost a fish at the boat, I always go back and look at that footage to kind of figure out what I did wrong. Like was my rod tip in the wrong spot when I went to set that hook? Like, did I not have enough sweep? Um, did the fish just turn and spit the hook or did I give him too much slack when he was at the boat and things like that? So, um, it's just cool like even for your own personal reference you know to go back and review that footage and just kind of see you know what what mistakes you have and what you could do to correct those um oh yeah i mean i do that all the time maybe that's kind of weird to some people but hey man if it gives you that little bit of an edge to be a better fisherman and put more more fish in the boat then you know give it a whirl see if it helps you know uh, that's one of my recommendations and I think I might have said that to Justin as well in my response to him, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I know you know you know you mentioned the GoPro Hero 3s and I know what's nice about that is you could do like an external microphone, like a lampier, uh mic. So like if you're actually gonna make some YouTube videos and stuff like that, you got good audio. Um, the only downfall is, is if you're not doing it with that, like the audio is kind of muffled sometimes, or if, you know, you get a little bit of vibration in that camera arm, you can kind of hear the clacking and stuff. Um, and I, I, I get some of the thumping and stuff in my footage on my GoPros because the external mic is better, you know, so it picks up that thump or that vibration that's going through the boat and up through the camera arm to the actual camera. So
2: yeah no i agree i mean usually i with the threes i was running that skeleton uh frame yeah leaves, it it just goes around you know the the what's it just goes around it i mean it leaves the back and the front totally exposed sure which is great unless it rains and yeah. then
0: then you got problems
2: when, when it rains it can be super annoying uh especially if it's drizzling or because then you're switching out you're putting it into the hard case and then you're losing you know, you're losing all the, uh, the audio quality. Sure. And then the sun comes back out and then you're taking ch- it out. So that becomes quite cumbersome. And that's kind of the reason why I went to the sevens, um, yeah. is this jump ahead. And plus it's got that, the image stabilizer too. So on the kayak, we, you know, with all the movement we do, it'll help smooth a lot of that out.
0: Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. So I think that was some good feedback and questions. Figured we'd throw those in here um, and share with you guys, you know, uh, that way, uh, like we said, you know, sharing is caring, helps people out. So, yeah, thanks everybody that sent a question or a comment or a topic in, things like that. So, um, you know, if anybody else, you know, you guys can always email us at uh, paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com or paddle at paddle and fin on Instagram and Facebook. So, um, real quick uh, announcement: I just got this email the other day. Wanted to share it with you guys uh, from our good friends at Rocktown Adventures. If you're thinking about buying a boat and want to get out and demo, we always preach demo, demo, demo. Their demo day schedule for the year, and I will put this in the show notes. Um, If you're interested in demoing, you go on their uh, website, which is being reconstructed, but I think the events calendar is still up there, uh, where you can go and sign up for a demo. Tell them what boats you want to try out. um, Sign up, reserve your spot, um, you know, because they only have X amount of spots sometimes. um, Or call the store. Um, Store phone number is 815 636 nine zero six six and we got uh, May 5th and May 23rd May 5th is gonna be at Martin Park May 23rd is gonna be at the store or you know on the Rock River Uh, June 1st will be store River 622 will be at the store 720 will be out at Martin Park 8.17 Eight seventeen will be at the store, and then uh, Kevin Versino, uh, the GM over there, he's also gonna do um, Tuesday evenings out at Rock Cut State Park. 6.18, seven nine, and eight six. Uh, so if you guys are looking at getting a new rig and uh, wanna you know put it to the test on the water, uh, get signed up, and uh, they'll get you squared away. Uh, and I know Jay and I have both talked to people, both at the fishing shows in the shop, things like that at the seminar, you know, when you go to, um, these demo days, bring a fishing rod, um, you know, cast out of the boat, see what it's actually going to be like when you're on the water and, uh, get a real feel for it. Um, the Rocktown doesn't mind, um, stand up in it, kind of, you know, see what the stability is. Um, rock it back and forth. Obviously, don't flip over or fall out, but they'll provide you with a paddle, a PFD. You don't have to bring anything. You just show up, and they'll take you out. So um, I know they do have some closeout deals going on. I know there's a couple of Jackson demo boats that they have up for sale, I believe. One's a KUSA, and the other one's maybe KUDAs, KUDA 12s. Um, I know they, they have a, um, native watercraft Titan 13.5. That was a demo boat only used like three or four times. And I think that thing, uh, it's got the propel pedal drive. I think they have that listed for like two grand. So if you're looking for a big heavy boat, that's like fishing off of a barge with a pedal drive. Um, they have that boat, um, and a few other closeouts. They got some wreck kayaks as well that, uh, you know, just regular paddling uh, and touring kayaks that were demos uh, that are on sale as well. Um, and then, obviously, they carry uh, new boats. They carry new canoe, Old Town, Bonafide, Jackson, um, Eddy Line, Perception, and there may be... A few other wreck kayak brands, uh, New Canoe. I think I, I don't know if I said New Canoe, um, but yeah, guys, if you're interested in getting a new boat, want to try them out, hit those guys up. They got their demo day schedule out, ready to rock. So, um, and speaking of which, this past weekend I jumped in the Native Watercraft Titan Twelve, Jacob Ruff's boat. And that was interesting um it it was interesting um you know obviously like i tell everybody i like to eat my cheeseburger so i kind of have a gut in pedaling versus paddling i think i'd rather paddle <laughs> i bet
2: because <laughs> i was do- i was doing
0: some crunches when i was pedaling but uh i told jacob like i we actually pulled up to the dock and we stepped out of our boats onto the dock and then stepped into them off the dock and uh dude that thing is like super stable i told jacob i'm like you'll never flip this thing over yeah Yeah. the only only way you're gonna end up in the drink is if you fall out so but uh yeah it, it was interesting i mean um one thing i'll say about native is they stand by their products I know, uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but Jacob had an issue. They resolved it instantly, as fast as they humanly could. Um, And then I I mentioned something to him that, hey, man, your drive sounds kind of loud when we're out on the water. And uh, he's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. So uh, I guess there was an issue because he had an older drive. Um, Native's since come out with a new one. So uh, they're shipping him a new one, and he's shipping back the old one so um you know kudos to them and uh, i know a lot of manufacturers are like that i know me and you have had conversations about jackson you know being on top of that customer service if anybody's ever got any issues uh i know bonafide's the same way i know uh, i'm in the one bonafide's owner group and i know a guy you know was getting some water in his hole for some reason. And Luther, the owner of the company and owner of Yak Attack, um, he's on there and he's like, man, that's weird. We've never had that issue before. So they kind of talked it out on this forum and everybody was like, you know, um, put it in your garage when it's dark, turn the lights off, and then put a light on the inside of your boat and see if you see light coming out anywhere. And on one of the scuppers... Um, there was, like, a couple little pinholes, like the plastic didn't mold around the mold fully. So Luther sent out a, a guy, uh, one of the the uh, plastic guys, and did a repair at the guy's house. And the guy lived a few hours away from, uh, I think it was, like, eight hours away from where the Bonafide factory was. But Luther sent a guy down there to fix his boat, and guy couldn't have been happier, so... I mean, it seems like the, all the kayak uh, companies go above and beyond if there's ever an issue and they, they want everybody to be happy with their boats and their purchases. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I've really heard of any of the kayak companies, you know, just being like, yeah, sorry, you're stuck with that problem. Have a nice day. You know, like a car yeah. manufacturer would or something like that. You know what I mean? So.
2: Yeah. No, even when I had my feel free, um I had an issue where I was taking on water during tournaments, not like a ton.
0: Sure. But
2: but enough to annoy you. And at that time a lot of the guys uh, I was kind of surrounded by feel free guys too. And they were like, "No, I don't we don't ever get that." And what I had done is I uh had uh installed uh an anchor trolley on mine. Sure. And so I had actually contacted feel free and then they told me fill the kayak with water and see where it comes and then out and see where it's dripping out. So I basically put it on some crates, I elevated it, filled it and sure enough it was coming out of the rivet holes. Oh, uh, So yeah. So what I did, well, the thing was too, is like depending on how your rivets, um, how they break like the stem, sometimes they like break at the base of the stem and it essentially, you have a hole almost, uh, like, you know, for lack of a better term. But, uh, so what I quickly learned is that when I, anytime I'm doing riveting or anything like that, um, I'll always use silicone. and I'll always have it nearby. It goes into the hole as I put the rivet in. And then when I, um, what's it called? End up cutting the stem. I'll, I'll put some more on the inside if I can reach it. And then also on the outside and try to shove as much as I can in there. But, you know, point being is that there's a couple ways to check for <coughs> leaks. Uh One of them is the light method in a dark, sure. uh, you know, a dark space, or you fill it with water and you see. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times, if you do have a problem and you do, and they instruct you to do that, and you do that, and you take video, uh, usually the next step is if it's a factory defect, if they're not going to um, come out and fix fix it like uh, Bonafide did,
0: send a uh, new they boat. might.
2: Well, they'll instruct you probably to a send a video of you drilling a ton of holes in the bottom of your boat. Yeah, and then they'll send and then they'll send you a new boat. Yeah, I know that happens,
0: uh, you know, at Rocktown because some of the boats, you know, come on a big box truck, and you know, nimrods at the terminals put forks through them or drag them across the trailer and it, you know, grinds it down and they're, hey, how are we supposed to sell this boat? So they actually have a bonafide that got shipped to them where somebody jammed a fork through the back of the boat and uh you know that's basically what they got to do they got to cut that boat up because they can't sell it so yeah it happens <laughs> you know yeah and I know Rocktown's not the only kayak shop that that's happened to I know I've I've heard that from numerous other kayak shops and things like that so it just happens in yeah. transit so Um, But, yeah, you're right. you got to drill holes in that boat because you can't resell them. I know they had uh, a KUSA where something was like that. So they drilled holes, and it's strapped to a tree out front. And then they had an issue with an eddy line where the seams weren't um, molded together right. So that one's, like, cut in half and, like, strapped to uh, the sign out front, you know. So kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, so...
2: Yeah, this, You know, just keep in mind. It's like if you have a kayak, even though it's not a boat, there's still some moving parts and some stuff that could fail or you can have an issue with. Yeah. Just be cognizant of it. Plan for it. On, um, I mean, and that goes for the pedal drives. That goes for regular paddle yaks. You know, I mean, just you know, more or less, just be ready. Plan for the worst. I'm a pessimist. Before anything, uh, I'm a, I'm a pessimistic optimist is what i like to say sure and uh i mean so uh, like you know i carry extra parts for my pedal drives i always have the silicone the waterproof silicone with me yep um you know it's like you can duct tape dude <laughs> yeah you like you can use silicone and duct tape like a patch yeah so oh yeah yeah it, just it be, anything.
0: yeah just be prepared you never know what'll happen and and that's the other thing i'll say too because i've seen this numerous times where You get a new boat or something, and and, and you do find an issue. The first thing you should do is contact the manufacturer or the shop you bought it from and be like, hey, I'm having troubles with this issue. Not jump on social media and be like, I just bought this boat from from this kayak shop, and they sold me a piece of junk, and, you know, screw this manufacturer. They're, They're making garbage, this and that. Okay. We're talking about molding plastic into boats. Sometimes flukes happen. And I'm not talking about the bait. I'm talking about small little mishaps in the manufacturing. When you jump on social media or something stupid like that and do that, that's when those people no longer want to help you out. So if you just reach out and you're like, hey, man, got a problem. This kind of is a bummer. Can you guys help me out? And. I guarantee you 99.9% of the time they're going to be like, yes, we want to take you, take care of you 150%, not a hundred and make sure you're happy and all kayak shops and boat manufacturers want to see everybody happy in their boats. So, you know, just a word of the wise, don't be one of yep. those guys um, just, you know, be cool and calm and collective about it yet yeah, it sucks. Um, Yeah, it's a bummer, Um, but, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, like, I know if, if it were to the point, like, I just bought a boat this week, I had the tournament this weekend, and I bought it from Rocktown, and I needed a boat for the tournament, Rocktown would be like, hey, man, come grab any one of my demo boats until we can get you your new boat if we don't have one in stock, or if we have one in stock, we'll swap it out as long as Bonafide approves it, so,
2: you know. Uh, yep
0: that, that's always the thing, you know, so.
2: Yeah. And I was going to say too, to everybody out there, just know <clears throat> that, um, those owner groups on Facebook, they are more, they're, they're, uh, most likely monitored by the companies. I know yeah. for a fact that Jackson does it yeah and native does it too. Bonafide um, as well. People who actually, yeah. So people who actually work for these companies are on uh, these pages and they're monitoring it and when something comes up, they, they'll basically hit it head-on um, because they don't want to see you unhappy. Uh, right. And they also, you know, they, they want to educate you on it too. So, you know, I mean, the reality of it is bad press is not good for anybody. Sure. <clears throat> so sure. it's in their best interest to keep you happy and everything. And, I mean, I'm a team guy, so I even use our uh, secret scroll page to uh, – like if I have an issue, I'll bring it to the team. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily with Jackson, I got like, you know, over 200 people to bounce this off of and more than likely I'm going to have at least like 20 to 30 respond, um, you know, to me. So I'm using it as well, uh, in certain occasions, or if someone else has a problem, I'll pass it on to them, you know? Uh, but yeah, utilize Facebook. That's a great way to do it. And like Brian said, you know, treat everybody with respect. Don't start flying off the handle. Nothing's perfect stuff breaks. I don't care what it is. Um, Even Hobie's break. So, I mean, you know, just be prepared for it and just deal with it uh, in the most appropriate way that you can. And just remember, you know, these are all people at the other end, you know, at the other end of these questions. So just, you know, just remember that and treat them with respect sure. because you'll get that back.
0: Yeah. Like mama always said, <laughs> treat others as you would like to be treated.
2: That's right.
0: And that's my two cents so. for this episode.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, speaking of the the Jackson team, I see a bunch of posts coming out today. A bunch of guys got put on the, what, national fishing pro staff or something?
2: It's something
0: like that. Yeah, something like that. Is your name on there?
2: It might be. <laughs>
0: oh, really? I didn't know
2: you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there.
0: Oh, well, look at I you. Got Mr. Fancy Pants, I didn't see your post.
2: Uh, I'm on the list. Oh, <laughs> That's well, about it.
0: My Facebook feed is yeah. full of it. Mm-hmm. I know I saw Gene Wilson. I think it was Nate Gloria. Is that his name? Yeah, Bart Swab, uh... John Hummel. <laughs> I'm scrolling through right now. Oh. That's all my feed is. I got too many Jackson friends. What
2: the hell is up with that? <laughs> you can never have too many Jackson friends. No, you guys are all right. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole thing, I know people are funny about the ProStat thing. R- really what it is, we got, our tiers got restructured this year, and now with our incentives and whatever else, uh depending on what your performance was the year prior results in uh basically uh a game plan on what you're going to do this year and to it you know what you're going to achieve and everything so i made it to the pro staff team which is cool um it gives me a little bit extra but uh, the, the problem is is that there's a lot of people that get on teams and don't do anything so sure that's why it's, it's kind of a big deal to a lot of the guys and I know some people are indifferent to it and that's fine you know it's cool and I, like i said i don't ever promote it like oh man i'm better than you guys because i'm this yeah. i'm not <clears throat> you know um you know i'm just out there having fun like everybody else i just you know i just have an edge uh that other that others don't but you guys can aspire to do that that's you know i mean it's cool being on a team there's a lot of needs that to come with it and um every now and then you get recognized for it you know so I don't know, It's just cool, man. You know, it's it's a family. Yeah, no, I, with it. I just saw a bunch
0: of posts coming out today. It was like everything in my news feed was about it. So, uh, congrats to all those guys, and congrats to you, Mister Randall.
2: Thank you, sir, and thank you know, and uh, congrats to all my Jackson teammates too, and yeah. anybody else who got promoted this year, because um, I know how important it can be in some ways.
0: Yeah. With that being said, if every listener on this podcast would please email Bonafide Kayaks and be like, "What the bleep? Why isn't Brian Schiller on your pro staff?" I would greatly appreciate that. So, thank you. Holler at me, Bonafide. But uh, uh, it's funny, man. Uh, a lot of people have been giving them some crap about that, but it is what it is. I really fine, don't care.
2: It. A lot of these guys run with, like, the, the teams, depending on what the team is, they top out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, I've been trying to get out of Bending Branches for eons, and, like, it, it may, they got good guys on their team and gals, too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, they, they top out at a very low number, so it's so hard. It's the same thing with Yak Attack. Sure. Um, which is connected to Bonafide, but yeah. Um, it, it's, like, it's so hard to get on some of these teams, so. If you, if you haven't gotten on a team, just keep trying. You'll get it, you know. Um, just keep plugging at it. Best thing you can do is just um, keep posting for that team that you want to get on. Uh, you know, stay positive. Don't cuss. You know, it's all uh, – just remember families, you know, they want to keep this family-oriented and stuff. So, um, you know, try to help the community when you can, and eventually your number will come up.
0: Correction. Did I say Nate Gloria for the Jackson team? That was wrong. He's in a Hobie. I was thinking of Dustin Nichols was a gentleman.
2: Oh, yeah. Dustin, dude? Yeah. He's a a good
0: dude, man. Yeah, that was the guy I was thinking of. Sorry, Dustin, and sorry, Nate Gloria. Didn't mean to offend you. I know you're a Hobie, dude. And uh, speaking of which, as we've been recording this, I've been getting messages that uh, KBL tournament is now full, 50 out of 50 spots, filled up. So, booyah hopefully next week i got something to talk about so yeah i think that's pretty much it man um you got anything else you want to add to this before we run down the announcements
2: no no just uh you know uh good luck to everybody that's out there fishing tournaments and just out there fishing in general uh the the season is upon us uh so get out there and fish yeah buddy yeah buddy yeah buddy (laughs) I'm gonna buddy. get
0: a t shirt made, paddle and fin on the front and on the back it'll say, Yeah, buddy. And then we're gonna get another one made that says, and I'm J on the back. So yep. if you guys wanna see that, let and me I'm know. Jay. Let me know. I'm gonna make that happen. We're <laughs> gonna make that happen. All right, guys. So with that being said, like I said, I uh, I announced the demo days for Rocktown. If you're interested in that, get signed up. Um recycle plastics program, address is in the show notes. Save all your recycled plastics. Send them to my man, Eric Richards, out at Hammered Lures. He's going to melt those down, make new baits, and send them to the heroes on the water. And hopefully we got the other guys on board as well. Um, what else? Uh, t-shirts, hoodies, things like that, Paddle and Fin. Go to Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Uh, click that store tab at the top. You guys can get some swag. I know somebody uh, left a comment on one of the YouTube videos about it, Uh, so yeah, get that going. If you guys don't follow the YouTube channel, please subscribe, tell your buddies about it. We're trying to grow that audience. When we hit 1,000 subs, we're going to give away a free kayak, so you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, We got YouTube videos every Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. I missed this past Sunday because I was fishing all day Saturday but uh I will have uploads all week uh even with me being gone I got some stuff I'm going to I'm going to throw together and get up there if you're new to the podcast new podcast episodes air every Tuesday every Tuesday you can hear these sweet succulent voices in your ears so Uh, question, comment, uh, topic, like we mentioned earlier, paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on our social media at paddle and fin. You could see Jay's personal social media at Jay Randall kayak bass angler. Is that what it is?
2: Uh, yeah. On Facebook, it's, uh, what's it called? Jay Randall kayak. Okay. Uh, well, kayak, kayak fishing, but uh, Instagram is pretty much the same thing with fishing on
0: I me. And in my Instagram, Facebook... Just look and... for the...
2: Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, just look for the dude sitting in a green kayak.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Big green kayak.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my personal pages are at Sly Dog Fishing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the... Paddle and fin YouTube is just uh, YouTube.com forward slash Paddle and fin, And Jay's is what? At Jay Randall Kayak Angler or something for your YouTube?
2: Uh, yeah, it's uh, Jay Randall Kayak Fishing. Kayak Fishing. There you go. Yeah, for YouTube.
0: Got some walkthrough videos, tips, techniques, fishing trips, trailers, you name it. You can find all that good succulent stuff there as well as our website. So, um, yeah, good luck, my man, this weekend. Hey, you too. (laughs) Bring home one of those big fancy checks.
2: Yeah, there we go. It's
0: right. That's my mission. All you KBL folks better watch out. I'm just kidding, but not really. (laughs) So... (laughs) Until next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.